There's a scripture that I would like to turn to, and it's found in Psalms 145. And I might say that I really appreciated the scripture that uh, Pastor Al had uh, read in the midst of the service. And uh, I want to probably refer to that as well. And this, this psalm, David is proclaiming and praising God for his goodness and for his special blessings for the righteous. And so I just want to read, um, well, I think I'll read the whole thing, uh, not the whole psalm, but verses 1 to 9 particular. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty, and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the mighty the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. I'd just like to stop there. Uh, the whole psalm is so uh, positive and, and uplifting. But notice here it says, The Lord is good to all. Good to all. And his tender mercies. I really like verse 8 there. Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. Isn't it wonderful to know that God is not an abstract substance or being that doesn't come in contact with the people on this earth, but he has created this world. He has brought you and I into this world and into this building at this time, and he is so personal. He is so personal, gracious and full of compassion. <coughs> and I'd like to uh, as I'm, as I read that scripture, I'd like to kind of uh, point out two particular things. One is the mountains and the valleys. The mountains and the valleys, and how God shows His goodness to us in the mountains and the valleys. The mountain top is usually where we we meet with God. We meet with God in a sense that we are looking to him or we receive a clear word from the Lord. Have you ever, if you've ever been up in the mountains, you can see. You can, you can look out and see things that when you're down in the valley, you can't see. Um, and the mountains, uh, there's a lot said in scriptures about the mountains. And I was thinking of that scripture uh, when Moses was went up into Mount Pisgah in Deuteronomy. And uh, it says that the Lord showed him 
all the land, all the promised land, when he was up there, he could see God's promises being fulfilled to the Israelites. And although he was not able to enter in because of a disobedience, he could see, and this is the point that I want to bring out to start with, is that there are times that it seems that God is just moving powerfully in our life. We're able to see what he wants us to do. We can, uh, we have a clear, a clear view and uh, we're able to follow his leading because it's clear to us. Clearly he, hearing his voice and uh, there just seems to be no, no barriers between us and in worshiping him. How many know what I'm talking about when I say you've had a, a like a mountaintop experience, and we all really enjoy that. Has anyone ever uh, uh, experienced that? Yes, and it's uh, it's life changing. It is really life changing. I know that there's been many times in my life that that God has uh, just been so close, so real, and those. Those are such important times. And even when Moses went up on Mount Sinai and God gave him the Ten Commandments, it was, it was a, like a fearful time to the, the ones that were down in the valley. But to Moses, in fact, when he came down, his face was so filled with the glory of God that they, had to, they asked him to put something over his face they couldn't look at him. It was uh, an experience that was a life-changing experience for everyone ever since. But it, Moses was there on the mountain. But a valley is different. A valley is different. And, you know, when we come to addressing valleys, there's many things that we do not understand we trust him and we believe that God has a purpose that that uh, affects our present happiness or our comfort uh, God is developing faith trust and obedience in our hearts sometimes trials develop us spiritually and so it's you know, there's the mountaintop where we are really experiencing the closeness of God. And then we do go through valleys. We don't maybe understand why God puts us through valleys, allows valleys in our life. Uh, but he is God and we are not. But in those times even, I want you to remember that whether we're on a mountaintop or whether we're in a valley, God, just look at that verse again, he is gracious, full of compassion. The Lord is good to all. He is good. God is good all the time, isn't that? God is good all the time, whether we're in the valley or whether we're on the mountaintop. But valleys are inevitable. inevitable. As much as we may not... Uh, particularly enjoy valley experiences. Um, 
but we experience both because life is filled with ups and downs. The valley is where life becomes challenging, where many battles are fought. Not many battles in the natural are fought on the top of a mountain, but many of them are fought in the valleys. And so it is in the spiritual. And it's where our attitudes are developed, our character. There's so much development of character when we go through the valleys. It's, it's the place where we struggle every day with fears, with hopes, with painful circumstances. And I want to tell you, God comes to meet us in the valleys. God comes to meet us in the valleys. And we are reassured that God will see us through those valley times. I want to, uh, I think of 1 Peter 4 and verse 12. It says, think it not strange concerning the trials which are to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. So when, when we are going through a valley, you know, uh, not to think it's strange. He says it's going to happen. But he allows it to happen for a reason. He said, don't think that something real strange is happening. And I think also of Psalms 23. Uh, it describes the Lord as the good shepherd caring for us tenderly and faithfully as a shepherd cares for his flock. He was always present. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou art with me. And this, this scripture is such a comforting scripture. In, in, uh, in many funerals that I have done, this inevitably is one of the most favorite scriptures that families ask to have read at the service because it is so comforting. You see, when, when folks have lost loved ones, they feel like they're going through a valley. It's, it's a difficult time. It's... Um, stressful time. It's just, there's so many more uh, issues that need to be dealt with. It's, it's a valley that they experience. And to know, and if you can bring that word of comfort to them, that God is walking with them through the valley. That he is there. That he really cares that he is still good he is still good and uh, so we're going to make it through the valley valleys can come at any time you cannot schedule them <laughs> and they usually come at the worst possible time when you don't have time when you're unprepared, 
and you feel like you don't have the resources to deal with them. But I want to suggest to you that a valley, if you notice, or if you've been through a valley, a valley is like a passageway rather than a destination. Eventually, you get through the valley. That's that's one in a very encouraging uh, thought that we can keep in our mind is that it this will this too will pass. You know, we'll get through this. God will help us. And the verses that Pastor Al read, I really appreciated that. Be not afraid. Be not afraid, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I am thy God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. And then I will sustain you with my righteous right hand. You know, God is there. God is there. And God is in control of how long we're going to experience that valley. And he understands the valleys. He's always there through the valleys. Isaiah tells us that he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. You know, there were valleys in Jesus' life. I'm sure that, you know, as people rejected him, despised him, uh, he felt the pain of that people feel of rejection. He knew that he was doing what God wanted him to do. His heavenly father was wanting him to do. But he felt and he experienced all the things that we experience in the natural, in our lives. Jesus knows what we are, what we go through in those times of valleys. And it is so interesting to know that we learn more in the valley than we do on the mountaintop. We learn that his presence is with us, even in our pain, and he wants to help us. Psalms 121 and verse 1, it says, My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He wants to comfort us, strengthen us, encourage us, and enable us to come through this valley with faith and trust in him. And I read a little, like a little short paragraph, and it said, the Holy Spirit is like a shock absorber. Now, how many know what a shock absorber is? Anybody know what a shock absorber is? It's something on your car. Autos have, this is what this paragraph said. Autos have shock absorbers to soften the blow of unexpected potholes in the road. Well, I wonder if everybody had shock absorbers <coughs> at the end of this spring. They probably had a real workout in, in some of the potholes. And my goodness, 
many places where our or have experienced greater potholes than what we did here. But it was such a blessing. How many have appreciated this new pavement that we have through town and in different areas throughout the, to the community where they are they're looking after those potholes. But anyway, shock absorbers. The road of life is full of potholes. But God softens the blow and actually comforts us in all our difficult times. So the Holy Spirit softens those potholes that we experience in life. <clears throat> so we are, in difficult times, we are far more likely to discover how to rely on God and when things are going well. What do we begin to do more so when we're going through a valley or in a difficult time? We can make that comparison. What do we begin to do? We begin to... Anyone? What do we begin to do more so? Pray. <laughs> we begin to pray. Yes. And we begin to discover that we need to rely on the Lord. We, we realize that, you know, we can't do it on our own. We can't do it on our own. But no matter what happens, remember that the Lord is gracious and full of compassion and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all. He will provide for us. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. And I've got one more thought on the valley. Don't plan to live in the valley. Don't plan to live in the valley. Some can be in the valley so long that getting through is not on their mind. They decide to stay there, to give up, to stop praying. Their faith is challenged, and their hope seems to have taken wings and left. And like the Israelites said when they were taken into captivity, what did they say? How can we sing the songs of Zion in a strange land? But in 1 Peter 1, in verse 6 and 7, it tells us the trial of your faith is much more precious. I just want to turn to that. I had written down part of it, but I think I will just turn to there. First Peter 1, 6 and 7. First Peter 1, 6 and 7. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So here it talks about 
you know, if we can compare this to a valley experience, the trial of your faith is much more precious to God than gold. Your faith. Why? Because your faith grows stronger. It is developed in the valleys. So what am I saying? No matter where I go, what I go through, God is with me. We have his presence in our pain. His love is in our loss. So we can face difficulties with confidence. I want to just encourage you. We can face difficulties in, with confidence. For us to remember that God is good, that God is with us, he walks with us, he guides us through heartaches and shows us how to overcome in his strength. And when we walk with him through the valley, we will experience his richest blessings on the next mountaintop. Remember that we go through the valley. We go through the valley. We don't live in the valley, but we go through the valley because God has, has got something more that we are going to learn where we're at in that valley, and we will reach the mountaintop. We'll reach the mountaintop. So I just, uh, uh, I want to encourage you. And there's a part of a, a song. I won't sing it this morning. It says, uh, he leads me beside still waters, somewhere in the valley below. He draws me aside to be tested and tried. But in the valley, he restoreth my soul. And I'm glad that he is in he is in the business of restoring our soul, of bringing encouragement and comfort, just like you know the verses that have been read this morning uh, talking about although we are weak, you know he is strong, he causes us to mount up with wings as eagles, the youth, they may become weary, everybody. Anyone can become weary, but he is there to lift us up and to bring us that word of encouragement. Don't be afraid. Be encouraged. Be encouraged that God is walking with us, whether we're on the mountaintop or whether we're in the valley. Lord Jesus, we just thank you that you do bring comfort and encouragement and strength and the ability to overcome as we live in this world, as we journey through life. And Lord, I know that there are many times that we are not even aware of what others are experiencing, the difficulties they may be experiencing, or... Uh, Maybe they're on a mountaintop, and they are just 
really looking ahead. God has given them vision, and they are seeing the wonderful works of God. But it's down in the valley that to remember what they have received on the mountaintop and to walk as an overcomer through that valley. Lord, you, you walk with us. You restore our souls. And you bless your people. You help them through whatever it is that they are facing. And I know that each and every one of us deals with different things in our lives. But Lord, you are always faithful. You are good to all. You are a good, good Father. And we bless your name. I thank you for each and every one that is here this morning. And I pray that uh, even for those that are maybe listening online, Lord, where, whatever your situation is, God is there. He is there. David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. He is there. And I just pray a blessing over each one. May you be blessed as you come in and as you go out. May you be blessed in your home and your family. May you be blessed as you journey through life and know that you are never alone, that God is walking with you. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>